0: Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now, here's your host, Steve Schultz.
1: Happy Wednesday, everyone. Uh, let's see, it is August 3, 2022. Welcome to Elijah Streams. It's eleven eleven behind me on the Pacific Northwest uh, West Coast time. Uh, let's go ahead and, and bring you guys up to date on the wells in Uganda we're digging.
2: Clean drinking water. Something most of us don't think twice about. But many people in Uganda don't have that luxury. You are helping to change that. Your generous giving to Elijah Streams has translated into clean water for thousands, but it's more than just numbers. It's about people. For instance, Joseph, Joseph and children like him walk for miles for water. Some can walk up to two to three hours a day. The problem? The water they work so hard to collect comes from dirty ponds, swamps, and rivers. It's contaminated and dirty. But when there aren't any other options, what choice do you have? See this pond? Joseph, who doesn't know how to swim, fell in. It was early morning and dark. Thankfully, his brother was with him collecting water that day and saved his life. You've given him and his family a new water well that's close by. There are so many more stories like Joseph, like Joy, Jacob, Safina, Teddy and Matthew. You are helping to solve a huge crisis. Water changes lives. Together we can continue to bring clean water to more families in Uganda. Would you join us?
1: I love that, love that, love that. Scripture says even if you give as much as a cup of cold water to one of these little ones, you will not lose your reward. So that's amazing. Thank you so much for all of you that support this ministry. There's about 28 of us, and then we give significant portions of what you send us to these water wells. So. It's at low um last I heard it was either 41 or 45 miles. I always keep forget that number, but anyway, we're doing a great job. Let's bring uh Kat Kerr. Do oh, we have a special intro for that, don't we? Let's go ahead and bring in Cat Kerr.
0: Yay,
3: that was hey. awesome.
1: <laughs> that was fun, wasn't it? So tell people what you what kind of what your response was like at the um garden tomb. You said that what did you see two angels there?
3: I did. Um One of the things we do is they actually hook me up with a mic. I think they all bushwhacked me, number one, let's just be honest. (laughs) I thought I was going, not that i much pay attention. I just know I'm going somewhere and my team handles the rest. But I thought, wow, beautiful hotel, you know, and nice meetings with everybody. Then we go look at stuff. No, I had to be on the bus at 8. Don't know i go to bed (laughs) at 7 a.m., right? So number one, God stretched me beyond my imagination, but it was so worth it. But they hooked me up with the mic, and almost every time I saw anything in the spirit realm, I am a seer. And I've told people this before. Things remain in the spirit that are visible if you are a seer. Like there's uh there's there's portals from heaven, there's stairways from heaven, there's fire around things, uh, the fire that Elijah, you know, pulled down from heaven. You still see some of that in in and around that area. And in the garden tomb. I was so undone because I was taken back to the garden tomb, actually, after Christ mm-hmm. had risen from the dead. And there were two angels there. I know they talk about that in the Word. They were in the tomb at the time. And, of course, they were telling people, why are you looking, why are you looking for the, 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 the living among the dead? And those were the same two angels Wow! Were in the tomb. they That was their reward. You have to go back a little bit more on that. Before Christ went to the cross, you know, He had to drink that cup, right? He had to drink the cup that had every evil, wicked thing that could possibly have happened. All evil, all sin was in that cup and here he is holy, the son of God about to drink that cup in the garden and two angels brought it to him from heaven. That cup came from heaven. It didn't come from hell, trust me. Uh, They wouldn't want all that stuff hung on the cross. The father sent that cup with these two angels from heaven and the reward for bringing it, it was kind of hard for them because they really loved him. Yeah. Uh, they also did not want to see him suffer. They couldn't stop it all because he had to give his life for all of us once and for all to pay the price to, so that we could be free from sin and go to heaven. He was our way back to heaven. So these angels were very, very um, moved by being asked to deliver this cup. And they stayed with him in the garden and even at the cross. But in the garden, they actually comforted him because, remember, he... He was so uh, moved by having to drink that. He said, Father, Mm. um, if this be so, let this cup pass from me, because he didn't have any of that in him. It didn't make him unholy. He had to carry it so that could be nailed to the cross. The evil and sin had to be nailed to the cross, and he was the one who carried it there. So he had to drink that cup, and he Mm. was comforted by these same two angels. And they also, part of the reward was to be at the tomb until he came up from hell he rose from the dead into the tomb and those were the first two angels who greeted him there they were waiting wow. on him to arrive and can you imagine beyond that because that is such a holy place it is considered holy even in heaven where christ gave his life and his body rested there for those three days uh, those same two angels are there at the tomb i saw them when we were there when we went there to speak i was undone uh, they don't talk to me or anything like that they'll look at me or they'll nod their head but they know i can see them and really? so i was so excited to see to see those same two angels there that were there before when they were they were in the tomb uh when he rose from the dead no matter where we go the upper room i saw the fiery portal the holy spirit came through uh when he brought the flames of a fire up and put them on their on their heads and they got baptized in the holy spirit that fiery portal is still there because this, this is also a place that God has marked because of something tremendous happening. I mean, there's places everywhere. Uh, yeah, Shiloh was so powerful. It was so powerful talking about that, that there were Orthodox Jews with these big machine guns. They were guarding the area. They came and listened in the background to what it was saying. And they were undone. They were just undone everywhere we went. And they heard me talking, even a, a Masada, what God had to say. At that point, he actually talked to the Jews. The word I got was for the Jews that were there. And even our tour guide, who's an Orthodox Jew, who's actually very good at what he does, uh, was very was. moved by what God was saying.
1: Okay, yeah. Kat, um, before we get into questions, anything that's on your heart today to share with the people?
3: Yeah, something that's still really um with me a dear friend of mine i'm not going to mention any names probably not anyone you all know out there a few some people would know actually if you lived here in our city a powerful woman of god not necessarily a known speaker but she was a mover and shaker in wow. the business world in the christian world she worked with a lot of high uh, leaders or top leaders and she also was one of the people in charge and the 50th anniversary of uh, israel's jubilee she was one of the main people in charge of putting that whole thing together here in the city. And I was chosen as her personal assistant one of the greatest times of my life. And every day she was talking to Netanyahu and all these Crazy. top leaders, uh, business leaders. They had like 500 vendors come from Israel for this thing. It was in Orlando. Uh, it was just powerful. But she worked really hard on that. And uh, I really admire her and her mom uh, who worked, worked together with us. And so she had some things that she was dealing with and taking care of here in the city. And so I did get to talk to her on the phone a couple of weeks ago. It was really amazing to get to see not see her, but talk to her again. And when she was done with her last priority she had, she went home, got to say goodbye to her mom and take care of some stuff. And she went this last Sunday night and she and she lay down in her bed and went to heaven. Wow. I was very moved in both in many ways, but Knowing the price she paid with her life, she never ever settled. She wouldn't ever, uh, you know, she wouldn't compromise her life or others' lives. She had integrity in business, integrity in min- ministry. And so I'm thinking, wow, she's got so much reward in her life. And she never really wanted to get attention for anything. But I tell you, when people are like that and live their life like that, you're not going to escape getting rewarded, getting recognized by. Got at the throne for the things that you know she did for him, and she's there right now in heaven, so getting good. her rewards and and seeing her family members and meeting some people you know that, that were in the in the Bible and the Old Testament, New Testament. It is a fantastic thing to be welcomed home to heaven, and I know she loved Jesus, and I'm thinking, wow, uh, I'm excited for her, uh, you know, and all that she's done in her life. But now her labors are over, and now the fun becomes. uh, possible in heaven. And yes, it's fun. You know, the father's got a bunch of little kids coming home or his sons and daughters. And he made sure he did plan things. Yes, powerful, moving, you get so undone, uh, just being in his presence, being in the presence of the Lord, the, the waves of love that consume you, even before you get to the throne, the welcome of everybody there, excited that you're is just tremendous. And, and okay. I know what they're, what she's feeling right now. And wow. so, i family, but I'm so excited for her right now that she married. And here, so
1: you don't, so for those who might even be watching this one of the first few times, you're not grieving at the loss of I'm the not spirit. grieving at all. <laughs> yeah.
3: No, no, no. I know what they experience. I know what it's like to stand in the presence of the Lord, to be walked up the steps of the throne by Jesus Christ and given wow. back to the Father. And that he does it for each one who comes home. It was part of his reward also for going to the cross. He's the one who made the way back to the fathers. He literally walks you up the steps of the throne and gives you back to the fathers.
1: Oh, very cool. It wow.
3: It's really amazing. So now yeah. I'm just so excited for her.
1: Yeah. Awesome. So. Well, I have questions, but I want to make sure if there's anything else that that you uh, do you have anything else to share before we get into the questions?
3: Nothing except I feel uh, even more so because I know when the Lord started talking to me about all of this, you know, back in uh, 2019 and especially in 2020, showing me a lot of the things to come, uh, what we what would what would happen, the exposure of evil. God is exposing evil, but He's revealing the light. He's revealing those who've been faithful to Him faithful in their stand for what God wants. And, you know, sometimes God doesn't, doesn't think like we do. And sometimes you're thinking, well, why, that doesn't make sense. Of course it doesn't. He's not a man, but it will be the best of the best when it's his plan. And this is his time. And he tells me that almost every day. This is his time, not man's time, not the devil's time. And so I'm telling you, we're entering into some of the best days ever on the earth. With being great for him, the manifest sons and daughters of God, baptism in fire, us carrying the glory around the world, then releasing it. And and I'm telling you what, it will impact countries, uh, creating regions of light and glory for God and for Jesus Christ. We have a lot to do. And this is acceleration. And he actually said to me when I was thinking about my friend, he said, yes, I just accelerated her. I accelerated her all the way home.
1: Really, (laughs) I love that. I love that. What better
3: place to be than here? Is would be there in His presence.
1: Amazing.
3: You belong to Him. You are in His hand, not man's, and not the devil. The Father is your Father in heaven, and He does have great plans for you.
1: So 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 good. All right. Well, if you're ready for some questions, um, these ones are I've asked some of these in a distant past, but it's been a while, and then I've got I still have a whole long list, but um, regarding reminiscing, you said when people go home, so your friend just went home, and you said sometimes, I don't know if it's all the time, but, but you said sometimes you'll go to your mansion and you'll find a, a favorite photo that you had on Earth that's sitting in your mansion. And I'm going, yeah. well, if heaven is so gorgeous and bright and beautiful, and compare, in comparison, Earth is so dark, how does that work? Do you, do you, do you have warm, glowing feelings about this bright time on Earth? Uh, do you have memories in that sense where boy oh, wasn't that a great time when we all went on that family picnic together? Let's say it was I think especially
3: family members are okay. in the, the ones and I was taken into people's mansions in heaven and I saw I saw people who had not been born yet that were gonna be in their family line. Like, I'd see young people go home to heaven, and then I knew they were the only one at that time in their family, but I'd walk down this beautiful hallway, the most, when I say gallery, don't picture a wall with a bunch of pictures hanging on it. That's not what you're going to see. Really? You're going to see murals embedded in the wall that are alive. Uh, There's living, beautiful places, even the the scenery, some places from all over heaven that would, like, frame, or not actual frame, but be around these photographs that, are some of your favorite ones, and really? God, he you would want them. They're not taken from the earth. They're just He just regenerates them, and He puts them in heaven. But I he did reg- see two other siblings, and now some of them have been born since I was taken there about seven years ago. And I saw that young person's mansion, and um, wow. And so the when the young siblings-
1: person goes, when the when the young person goes there, they, maybe they didn't have siblings yet, but they arrive, and here's pictures of of the siblings. Yeah. And h- historically, even though technically it hadn't happened yet, or I don't know, in heaven there's no time, so it's kind of tricky. You know, right? well,
3: God has been from the beginning of time to the end of time and back again. He knows who's going to be born. He even knows who's going to choose uh, him, you know, choose him, choose Christ. Uh, he will not force anyone to do anything they don't want to do, but he certainly will encourage you and pursue you to know no. him. And so why couldn't he? have pictures of those who hadn't been born yet. When they're in him, he knows when he's going to send them. And so that would not be a hard thing for him to do that. So, yes, this young person actually saw siblings that would be born in his family.
1: Now, the friend that you have that just went home, would her family have suddenly – I mean, God would know the moment she would pass. Maybe she hasn't passed yet, but, again, in heaven, there's no time. Is there an alert that goes out to all the relatives – I'm yes. going to make up a name, Susie. Susie's coming home. She doesn't yes. know it yet, but she's coming home. Is it like everyone gathers at a certain spot in heaven? Is it always the same spot where people? How does we know,
3: There are places all over heaven, and they're called it's called the portal. Okay. And they actually can go in this huge building, and they walk up a staircase, and in the floor is this massive opening. And people go here just to watch. Parts of the things in their family's lives. But there's, I can't even call them monitors because in your head, I understand why Paul didn't want to say some things. There was no grid for him to even begin to use. At least we have more time passed. We understand those things like monitors and other stuff, you know, on earth. He didn't know what that was. Yeah. He, probably was blood. he didn't have to say anything about it. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, he, he wouldn't know what a roller coaster was. He wouldn't know what certain things were. And yet, uh, because time has passed since, since Paul was caught up to heaven. Um, We do have more revelation about that. But their family members do know, not only do they know when they come into heaven, they know when they're going to about to be born again, so they don't miss watching it.
1: They do. Oh, so So that's how that works.
3: An announcement sent out through the spirit in heaven. And everyone who's a family member of this person, and they've been praying for them, trust me, to to know Christ, they get to go there and watch them get born again. Oh, man. And there is such a celebration. I mean, I, I've been in these places in heaven watching. I've got to watch and see what the people see. And But they're shouting. They're, they're, they're saying, you know, slapping each other on the back. They're so excited. Look, they gave themselves to Christ be together in eternity. And then they will see that same notice again. Uh, there's one monitors on one side of the room. When you see those faces, that means on that one, they're about to come home to heaven. And when they come on the other one, that means they're about to get born again. So there are ways to let people know, and absolutely yes, they will come and watch that.
1: Well, well, you know, and that has to be so. And Jesus is, Jesus said, "There's more rejoicing in heaven
3: that's when right. one
1: sinner comes uh, to the that's Lord than all those that don't need repentance." I don't have that's not exact. It's very close to yeah, that.
3: It does. Uh, it does say it though. It says they they do know and they do celebrate for sure. They celebrate.
1: Very cool. I love that. Awesome. 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 Um, Okay, Undra Joy, and I, okay, she so says, can you share about the baptism of fire? In Daniel seven ten? it mentions a river of fire was flowing, coming out from before him. Have you seen the, that river in heaven? And can you tell us about it? Does it have any connection with the baptism of fire or are those two different things?
3: Okay, number one, the baptism in fire, like the major baptism of fire, has not happened yet. There okay. has been, um, I'm trying to remember how he said it to me, measures. Measures. there have been measures of baptism and fire given out i received a measure some time ago in my own life and uh, i was pursuing it how do you do that you just start pursuing it father i want this i'm hungry for that i know your word talks about it my friend actually got baptized in fire got a measure of it because it will come in fullness one day it changes you it burns all fear out of you it burns all concerns it burns uh any fear of the face of man it's like a blowtorch coming in you wow. and it blows up on the inside. Wipes clean the walls of your soul. Uh, and you are so filled with the power of God. Just like, you know, on the day, uh, um, in, the day in Israel when people got baptized in fire, uh, baptized in the Holy Spirit, they had flames of fire appear on them at that time. And they were so bold before they were hiding. Remember when Christ was crucified, they were kind of hiding and yet here comes this baptism and the holy spirit with the fire in it and they couldn't stop talking of course in different languages but they were talking everywhere they were stopping everybody telling them about all this wonderful thing that happened to them and that's what happens with baptism and fire comes i also know this that the host there are fire angels assigned to bring those measures down to the earth for people but when that happens in mass and it will begin to happen in mass uh, in these glorious days that we're entering into and host cities will be baptized in fire. And I was shown cities on fire with the spiritual fire. Uh, and people were running in there. Demons were running out and people these were running into the cities that this baptism in fire had come to. And the hosts were there. They were just releasing it everywhere. And it does say that his angel, you know, it says his angels make his ministers flames of fire. It says it in the Bible. So they do carry the fire uh, for Him, for Holy Spirit down here to the earth.
0: Like what you're hearing, help us continue to make Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Head to ElijahStreams.com and click the Donate Today button now. Back to the show.
3: And I keep saying Holy Spirit's the most excited being around right now because He's excited about baptism and fire. He's about excited about another whole wave of the Holy Holy Spirit's about to hit this world. And I'm telling you, people aren't going to be the same again. But that's what baptism in fire does. And I have seen the river of fire. I've seen the river of life. Uh, I've seen all these things it talks about in the word of God. And uh, they're so, your your mind can't conceive how wonderful and amazing and powerful they are. In your head, you've got something, maybe you've thought up, maybe this is what it will be like, or maybe like this. It's not going to be anything.
1: Really? You can't dream it, huh?
3: not not even a clue of how powerful and amazing these things are that god has purpose for our lives
1: did you uh, when you came out of this however you would describe coming out of it or being hit with whatever the baptism of fire so you're saying at that point you knew for the first time what it was like to have no fear or what
3: i kind of always had been a Kind of fearless growing up. Okay, all right. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, to the point where I was never concerned, even as a child. I didn't care what people thought about me. I mean, it, it didn't matter to me what they said. You know, I didn't belong to them. It, didn't, it wasn't that I didn't care about them, but like these gangs and groups and cliques, they, were, they stayed away from me. They, did, they thought I was strange anyway, because I wasn't afraid. I was not afraid of them, but this made me bolder and not afraid. That's what it did to me. But it did happen. Uh, on, uh, it did happen on the day when I was seeking it, maybe a year and a half or so. And my friend kept encouraging me. And I, I actually went to uh, I went to New Life Christian Fellowship. That's where I went for a lot of my life growing up. A powerful pastor there, uh, Paul Paul Zink Senior, not Paul Zink Junior, is in charge of the church right now. And uh, but it was powerful. We always had powerful worship. Sometimes six, seven hours. Uh, of worship, we had a oh. lot of miracles happen in there, a lot of prophetic things happen, but one night, I went there, and I was, I had such expectancy in me, like, something's going to happen, something's going to happen,
0: really? and
3: all of a sudden, the pastor calls out, anyone who's going to be in leadership, or, or be, be five-fold ministry, you need to come down front right now, and I'm thinking, well, that's not me, <laughs> and that's that's not me, uh, I'm not that person, so I didn't go, and he prayed for everybody, and they laughed. They went back through the seats and he said, there, I said, if they say, you know how you say that. If he says one more time, there's one more person, you better come. Yeah. And he said those words. And I ran. I was way in the back. I ran down front. And uh, I was usually in the back because I was ministering to people or talking to people about the Lord. I ran down front and stood there. I was shaking. I was so shaking. I couldn't stand. And Man. my my pastor was used by the father to impart that fire. He laid hands on me. And the fire shot in so hard, it threw me into the usher and through the usher back into the people. Gee. And then I fell wow. on the floor and lay there for nine hours.
1: Oh, they really? Locked
3: in the church. They locked me in the church. I wasn't there. I was taken in the spirit um, by these two angels. And Jesus, that's when I was taken back to the to the tomb. Oh, really? that's such a powerful experience. I'm like, I'm always happy when I, he said, you know, if they ever say that to you and it's you, you better get down front. And I'm like, I wasn't expecting that, but it was so powerful. I spoke well, he, Did he
1: tell you a baptism of fire would come, or that's just what happened when you went there? You know what I no, mean? No,
3: I was seeking it. I was seeking okay. it. When he laid hands, he wasn't laying hands for baptism of fire. Yeah, okay. It was my obedience to go down there, and I was hungry for it. I wanted it. So when yeah. he laid hands on me, he knew something had happened. And he, my pastor, would not let anybody move me they the whole service went on this was at the beginning of the service the whole service on i lay there my body shook the whole time but the minute i hit the floor i was not in my body my physical body was shaking i was taken back we traveled through time it's just like it shows you like star wars or star trek when you Gee. go into the light and you go Shh. it was just like that and i was taken back and when we finally i couldn't see where we were going we were going so fast but finally when we stopped my feet hit the ground it was outside the tomb and the stone had been rolled away
1: was this before and, you went to israel or after it was after you this is years before you went before to before I, is-
3: I ever went to israel okay right yeah this is before israel and um and i was undone i knew where i was although i hadn't been there before i knew that was a tomb jesus was in the garden that's why it's called the garden tomb it's actually a garden area Right outside where the where the stone is. There's beautiful gardens there. And there were especially beautiful gardens that day. But he had his back turned. And I was standing near a tree. At that time they had more trees. Now they don't have a lot of trees over there. And I was just watching. I knew where I was. I saw Mary go into the tomb. To find him. And I could hear the angels talking to her. She came out and said to the Lord. Where have you taken him? And when he said her name. She didn't know who he was then. She thought he was a gardener because who else stands in the flower beds? Jesus yeah. Christ because he loves flowers. So he was standing there with his back to her. So when she, when he turned and said her name, she knew exactly who he was. And I was so undone. And I thought, wow, this is what Baptism and Fire does to you. Everybody's going to be lying, lining
1: up for Baptism and Fire. Yeah. But that
3: was something he blessed me with because of my obedience. And I tell you, it's so worth it to always obey what God asks and try to do it His way, not always your your way. It makes a big difference.
1: Yeah, so when I
3: experienced baptism in fire, and it, it was so powerful, it I, it he took me back in time and showed since me. Since you were
1: already kind of fearless, as you and those these that experience was profound. But then moving forward, what was if you can describe anything that was profoundly different that you weren't already that way a little bit. Was there some things that we were suddenly changed?
3: Well, I had always, I had always seen the Lord because I've always been a seer my whole life, and I the spiritual activity didn't change, but the way okay. I handled it did. Okay, change. all right. It's like it, I didn't care what anyone said. People who are wicked or evil or stuff like that. There was absolutely no fear in me. That wasn't arrogance. That was trusting and believing who God was. I think. My understanding of who he was was greater than it was before I got baptized in fire. And then whatever it was, my passion and my greatest honor and pleasure to obey what he wanted. You actually can learn the joy of obedience. That's actually a thing. When you begin to, to walk in the joy of obedience, doesn't mean it's easy. It just means yeah. you, you actually enjoy doing that. Then you step into another level and you're no longer measured by obedience. You are measured by your love because that's exactly what happened to
1: me. Oh, that's interesting. Um, awesome. All right. Uh, Jenny asks If a family member in, that I'm standing in the gap for passes and Jesus comes to ask if that family member wants him, wants him, and he goes to heaven, I'm not quite sure I understand it, is his mansion instantly made for him or do they just start building it at the time of his passing? And he has to wait before it's done. Okay, that's the question.
3: No, he already knows when he's coming home. <laughs> <laughs> he knows yeah, your mansion is timed to be finished the day you are coming home. I know my friend's mansion was totally, completely done. That's when she went. When my dad went, it wasn't when we thought he was went. And guess what? His mansion was completely done. And they will work on it and add things to it the whole time. Uh, even as you start growing, I saw children's mansions that weren't anywhere near done, but I saw some of the things that were being put in their really? mansions. So by the time they arrived, you know, and if they go early, you need to know about that. Let's say a child goes at seven or eight or nine. They will live with a family member that's in heaven and they will grow very slowly because time is not the same here, but they will eventually come to that, that eternal time. They will come to it. And when they do, they will get their mansion. They don't not get their mansion. It just means they'll be living with family members. And if you go home as their parent, you'll get to finish raising that child. And uh, and let me tell you, when you get there, they'll be so excited. They'll tell you everything they've done, what they've been playing on the streets of gold, who they met. You know, I, I saw Abraham. I saw King David. He took me a, on a ride in his chariot. Uh, they're so full of life and excitement. Children are when they, when they they when they go to heaven. And they can't wait to see their parents. But I'm telling you, there's no way ever to me that dying as a believer is a bad thing. It's just not. It's the greatest of greatest things. And when the body begins to recognize that, it's where your home is. You're going to go there one day yourself. And uh, wouldn't you like to know how beautiful and amazing it is? So, in these days we're in, the Father has on purpose chosen to reveal heaven. There's so many powerful things about happening in the earth and things like we're going through now that the yeah. enemy is not, not going to win at that. I'm not, not saying that people are not affected by it. Yeah. Okay. But you stay strong in the Lord. You keep going forward with your life, making a difference in your life. And until God's ready to take you home, you're not going anywhere. And so just trust God and just trust him to, to do what you can for him to help others and love people. If you don't know anything else, love people and help them. Uh, that's always gonna bless the heart of God. But you do have awesome. a purpose in this earth. Everyone does.
1: Yeah. And then so this this woman was concerned about does this, if something happens, do they rush and finish it? But you're saying because God knows the end from the beginning, I mean, he literally has been there. He knows yeah. what's going to be said, what's going to be decided. It's not like he has to rush and finish something up because he already's been there, right? He there's no sense of rushing. Yeah, he's
3: already, he's already been there. It's not like he makes things happen. He yeah. knows who belongs to him, who accepted him as a child. He knows who's going to be there, and they do. They keep working on it, and uh, family members will come and add things. They won't build the mansion, but they'll actually, who are already there, actually will put things in your mansion for you, like yeah. gifts and things, so when you get there, you'll have gifts waiting on you.
1: Do you uh, on the sense of what he knows and all of that, and, and um you know, everyone would want their loved ones to come, But some of the loved ones won't make it. Some will reject Christ. Is there a sense in heaven, even for a moment in time, that Joe didn't make it? um, That's sad, or is that? There is no
3: sadness of any kind in heaven. It does not exist. Fear does not exist. Lack does not exist. Rejection does not exist. They don't exist. Uh, You have this understanding that's in your spirit, man, when you're there, you know that you know. They had choices, and they had to make a choice. But the thing that will make a difference is your prayers and standing for their salvation. It will make a difference for them. And possibly that opportunity will be asked of them. And I will tell you this. If they know, if these people know if they die, they're going to go to hell. And Christ comes to them and says, do you want me? Do you think they're going to say no? Very few people say no. Only those who really have like totally given their entire soul over to Satan and don't want any part of God, never intends to, to belong to God. And I know God knows there's people like that. There are just people like that in the, in the world. Things they're going to get something great from Satan when they die. No, they get put on a meat hook in hell. That's what they do. Okay. You, you don't ever win by giving yourself to the devil. He'll torture you after he's used you and made you do horrific things to get power from him. When you go to hell, you have no power, no say, no life. There is no life in hell. And um, heaven, you exist to live. and hell, you exist to die again and again and again. So Satan is the father of lies. Don't ever believe what he says to you. He, he's really very good at, at uh, deceiving people and tricking them into things to make them feel important and powerful. And he's going to promise you all this stuff. Remember Christ, if you bow down to me, I'll give you all these beautiful kingdoms. And he showed them the kingdom of these spirits, uh, spiritual kingdoms he was going to give him. Christ didn't fall for it. <laughs> You didn't fall for that lie or that line at all. And when when people think they're gonna get something and they show up at hell, you aren't gonna get anything.
1: No, I, you know, I have a question seven. about, huh? I want to have a question about the whole thing about those that are worshiping Satan, Satan Lucifer, and there's Luciferian the whole religions and there and yeah. there must be certainly multiplied thousands, if not multiplied millions, who are on purpose right now worshiping uh lucifer satan and doing acts on his behalf wicked evil things has the lord ever shown you groups of those people who suddenly receive christ have you ever seen a turnaround like that
3: i've seen certain events that will happen on the earth i at, at different events i've seen groups but i have seen some people who are involved in that stuff now just the The power of the living God would come into the room because family members again were praying for them. Would come in the room and they would just they would crawl on the floor because the weight of God and His presence was so heavy. They were so convicted and they gave up every evil thing that they were doing. I even know people who actually did that and went into ministry later. Uh, The power of God, the presence of God, is so tremendous it broke every evil thing up those people. Every evil thing ran out of the room where those people were and God just walked in and they were flattened to the floor and they were trying to crawl away. They couldn't get away from God and he was telling them, you cannot get away from me.
1: Whoa. I
3: called you.
1: Whoa. you
3: your life away for evil and wickedness? Are you going to come to know me? And he rolls over on his back and began to cry out to God. (laughs) and gave up all the evil and wickedness, and he has a ministry now where he rescues people who live like that.
1: Wow. Yeah, that's huge because we've talked about this before. My old theology that I was raised in suggested to me, no, flat out told me very few people get saved. You know, some people narrow it down to this 144,000, but forget that. We weren't really taught that. We were just taught that very few that find it because you've talked about that scripture. And so my belief was that it was the exception to the rule to be saved because the devil had all this extra power and so with the way you're describing it it sounds like it's a little bit more of the exception to be lost because you really have to purposely choose to be lost
3: you really Um, i don't know what you have to you just have to be and i know it's important to hear the word of god but i know that the word says that God says in the word, I make myself known to every human being. He makes him. himself known. And, uh, and he does do that. And he has done that. I'm not saying that you should go through your life freely sinning and being evil thinking, well, I'm going to get in anyway. You might not be the one who makes it.
1: Oh, yeah. I don't want to <laughs> mess with that. You
3: can't play your cards like that. You just can't do it. If you know what is right and you know what is wrong, you need to choose what is right. And you need to know Jesus Christ because the days we're going into, they're beautiful and amazing, but deception will be even greater. Uh, And there'll be demonstrations. There's going to be demonstrations of God all over the earth, of manifested sons and daughters that the earth is shaking because it's crying out for those who are those people to stand up and start operating like that. And that's what the earth is wanting. They want, they want, the, the earth wants to be redeemed. The people, Bobby, you know, they'll slay me with that. Well, forget it. I don't care what you say. Uh, anyway, I am. I, I've had 12th grade education, just so you know in advance. God didn't no pick no smart person. Okay? He picked a willing person. That's true. And a passionate person. And a someone who's not going to give up, turn around, and say other things. I'm not abandoning the living God for any man or woman or a devil. I'm not doing it. Stop wasting your time trying to convince me. I don't read your stuff. You need to get a life of your own. You need to get a focus on your own so you can go do something good. How about that? That's That's for all those people. All those who live your life for God, you will never, ever regret giving yourself to Jesus Christ and live through all eternity, forever and ever and ever, and glory and splendor and creativity and amazement and even adventure. That's God's plan for those who come after him and follow him. Jesus doesn't need fans. He needs followers in Jesus.
1: <laughs> hey, I have a question about, the, you know, you you, said, you say all the time, if you pray for your loved ones, if you stand in for them, if you do that, do when, when someone gets saved because relatives, maybe not just one, maybe 10 relatives committed to praying, whether I'm thinking either on earth or while, once they went to be with the Lord, then they're praying from heaven, I guess.
3: I don't Does know the, that they can really, I think that they can be in agreement with what we're saying on the earth. I think that's more that they're declaring in heaven. Um, okay, because, declaring. But the prayers they prayed for them on the third Okay. If you're in your prayer closet or just kneeling or walking outside, you can pray. It doesn't matter where you pray. And yeah. you make a declaration Father, I declare that my family member and say their name, that they're going to know you, love you, that we will be in eternity together, Father. I stand in the gap for their salvation. That you won't let these words drop to the ground; those so words good. are collected. They're collected. They're taken before the throne of God. God writes those words in a book. He writes them in a book, and so those type of declarations for your family members, God won't let those words drop to the ground. You're when that faith, you're believing for them, and um,
1: when that, that person gets saved, cat that you that you've been praying for. And let's say my wife and I are praying for a friend. I'll just make it summed up so I don't. Somebody doesn't think I'm naming them already. We're praying for a friend, and they don't serve the Lord. Does that person realize when they get saved, maybe they never even knew these prayers were going on, does that person, when they get saved to go to heaven, do they go, you prayed this in? Yes. Is it They do. They remember <laughs> when that? They
3: get to heaven, they absolutely know. They know that they know, and they will seek you out in heaven. They really? Do. They will do that.
1: And they, I mean, is that something, of course – Time is different in heaven. Is it like something they even remember for all time and eternity? I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you too, that kind of thing.
0: Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com and click the Donate Today button to become a partner today. Yeah,
3: they do They do say that and um, they want to spend time with you. It's not just, oh, thank you. It's like they really want to let you know. How, how grateful they are that you awesome. stood in that gap, that you trusted trusted their heart and their soul, in the That's hands really of good. God, and you That's didn't really let good. go. You just didn't let go. And uh, there's all kinds of scriptures, you know, that if you declare things and say things and do not doubt in your heart, you shall have whatsoever you say. The Bible is very, very clear about that. There's more than just that scripture. There's many scriptures that talk about that. God's not going to have something written down and then ignore it. He's just not yeah. going to do it. Well, I've so, asked questions.
1: Do you remember when Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed um, last year, whatever, a couple of years or uh, whatever it's been, and uh, a whole lot of people for a generation or so have prayed for her because she was real pro-choice and pro-abortion mm-hmm. and all of that, really hardcore. But people kept standing, in, and I would hear these stories. And then when she passed, there were some groups of believers. I would see it on social media, not so much with me. They'd say, she's dancing in hell now. She's living. She's suffering in hell. She's getting what she deserved. And other people had prayed for her. I mean, is it more likely that God, Jesus appeared to her because of all these people praying for her to repent at the last? Or is it more you understand
3: I my question? It be, it, I think it could just be an even thing. It's just be an even thing. Whatever. If he begins, a lot of people when they begin, when he knows it's getting close for them to die, the Holy Spirit will begin to work on people. He just will. He'll work on them. You need to know Christ. You need to know where you're going. Uh, you don't. You don't need to keep going the way you're going. Your direction. I mean, look. I know he talked to Michael Jackson. I can make, give you a whole list of people yeah. that were talked to by the Lord. Maybe within a couple weeks of them dying. He just did yeah. because there were people praying and concerning um not that they're special, but there was just groups that got appointed and and brought together to pray for those in Hollywood, you know the actors yeah. the actresses, the, the songwriters uh, uh, and because these people have they're powerfully gifted, and he doesn't hate them. He yeah. wants them to know him, and there are people who pray, and that was their yeah. focus to pray. I was sent that list at one time. I was already praying for some of these people, but there was a whole lot of people on that list. Let me tell you, those people are determined. They're going to get a hold of the robes of Christ and just cry out to God. They don't just make a little prayer. They really mean it when they're standing for somebody's salvation. That means something to Christ. It really does. And he will make every effort to get those people to know him or to receive him. And I think people will be very surprised, as the Lord said, they'll be very surprised to see who made it even though it's some of their family members that made it, but it was because they prayed and stood in that gap. So well, you know, me. as a
1: let me just ask you something: as a mother in the Lord, let's put it this way. But I mean,
3: I've
1: I don't know whether Ruth Bader Ginsburg made it or not. I have no idea, and you probably I don't. Know don't. Why they yeah, but I mean, if a person is saying, "Well, she's in hell now; she's now getting her come up, and she deserve," you know, that doesn't sound pleasing to the Lord to me. But maybe I'm wrong. What would you?
3: No, I don't think he would like anyone to rejoice somebody went to hell.
1: Because
3: that makes his son's blood.
2: Wasn't powerful. His blood was
3: shed for the purpose of winning the loss. It's the only way you can. And that's why God said he wants even the vilest sinner to be saved. Even though they're evil and they're wicked, he, he doesn't want them to be in hell. He doesn't want them to. You all have to remember, he sent us. The father did. We were his children. We lived in him. He timed our birth on the earth for the purposes he has for our lives. And sometimes we don't really know why people get messed up. And I'm not making excuses for them. I'm not. Everyone has a will. And your will gets to choose. You can't force anybody. You can try to do it, but you, you know you can't really do it. It has to be according to their own will to choose Christ. And to recognize who he is and say who he is. And it says that they have to. To confess with their mouth and believe in their heart—that's exactly what the Scripture says. And I know great men and women of God that give their whole lives to do nothing to go, but go out and give people words, uh, evangelists, and even pastors, teachers. They—they're out there sharing truth about Christ. There's broken people, there's hurt people, there's wounded people. They need hope, and uh, I love to give hope also. I, however, and right now, now in this time in my life, I'm called to the body of Christ. I really am. And he told me it was, not that it won't impact people. I know on that blog that was written, I didn't really read it. I know some things that were put on there and the person wanted to know, where's all the lost? Where's the people that you have saved? Well, I don't save anybody. Jesus Christ has.
1: Yeah. That's good.
3: But I'm not. Hello, I am not an evangelist. I am Well,
1: you say that cap, but you tell stories about being on the airplanes and in the shopping center or whatever and see people'll say, what's this thing on you you're wearing? what does that mean? To me, you strike me as maybe you're not the typical evangelist where you're trying to get a notch in your belt, but <laughs> I see you talking to people all the time. Well, I don't know even know why you're saying you're not an evangelist because you know you kind of are, you know, Jesus talks about you know those that did the hard labor, and those that reaped where they didn't sow. And so, evangelist well, comes along. So, Father with reaps.
3: says, I am a prophet, and that's what okay. He made me to be for this time, for the purposes He needs me to be here. Of course, people are going to get saved if you're talking about heaven, yeah. you're talking about God, you're talking about Jesus. That already okay. happens. That happens. But the focus He gives me yeah. is to train the body that's to be right. powerful in the Spirit, understand their weapons, know who they are in Christ, what Christ gave us, and how to come against the darkness. That is what. That's what I I do. That is what I do. And yes, people are going to get saved. Their lives are changed from hearing stuff when I'm speaking and talking. We get a lot of people who are sinners that come to the meetings. They don't want to stay a sinner. They want to know him because of the things I share about him. So whoever is wanting salvation, I'm perfectly open to that. I'm not against it at all. Yeah. my focus, again, in these days, For us to be powerful in the spirit. Pray that my people be willing in the day of my power. That he's saying pray that they are willing to be powerful. With him and for him. And so if the body doesn't understand what does that mean. And you know a lot of them don't understand what the spirit realm is. They don't understand all of their weapons. They don't necessarily know even how to use them. And even don't understand the army of heaven. so that's why I'm here. And anyone who asks, I'm certainly willing to share that with them. But I am not, this is what the father said. The father said to me, you are not Billy Graham. So don't expect to have mass salvation crusades. It'll happen anyway. And you are not Oral Roberts. Don't expect to have mass healing crusades. That's not who you are, but they'll get healed anyway because they're in the presence.
2: So that's his
3: own words to me. And I am, I'm a revelator, that's who I am. And yes, that is a prophet that reveals the things of God, just like John in the book of Revelation. It's not the first time it's happened, people. So go read the book of Revelations.
1: <laughs> I had a there's I've had more than one through the years that kind of ripped on me one way or the other because they were evangelists. They were on the street. They were seeing the homeless. They were trying to lead people to the Lord, yes. and I and they would riff on me. And I keep thinking, well, I'm doing what God called me to do, and I I don't understand. It, it seems to be especially among evangelists where they really have a hard time with. If we're not evangelizing as if somehow God expects us all to do what they're doing. But wasn't that your, their unique gift is what you're saying? They're uniquely right. called to do that. Yes. And so they should stop picking on. Again, I'm thinking of someone like 10 years ago. I'm not talking about you anything. Can't, we
3: can't do everything. And the whole point yeah. is this. We're members of yeah. the body. That's and we have different purposes, different gifts. And we all need to work together. There's nowhere in there where he says he wants us to fight. Beat each other up. What kind of a witness is that? (laughs) That is no witness. Yeah, you're supposed to love the household of God more and first before you go to the lost. And yet, the body seems to enjoy beating up other people who are actually doing something for God, it might not be what their thing is, right? And I'm certainly happy about these great men and women of God. They pay prices and they're so fierce and focused on what they're doing, they want people to do that too. And I can't, yeah. I yeah. cannot, I have to be doing what the father says for me to do so that the things will get done That is he's put in my hands to do for him and to share for him. And I'm glad there's fivefold ministry, right? Yeah. But it does say that that fivefold ministry has been called to train the body. It does.
1: It's very clear on that.
3: So listen yeah. to this, Steve. So if you're out there as one of these 5 old, and you're beating the stew out of someone else who's in the five-fold ministry, are you impressing the lost? Are you impressing around you that can hear you? Why would they want to be saved? Yeah. You're beating people up that belong to God. I think that's not a good choice. I don't think well, yeah,
1: what, I, what am I, I've seen, and again, I'm not, it's just because the subject today for this moment, not for the day, but um, some of those that are the best evangelists waste too much time ragging on the church and I'm kind of thinking, why would I'd say, and I would come across them and say, I don't really want to go there because you're angry at the church. You're just fed up with the church. You know, why don't you just do what you're doing and yeah. let God reward you to instead Anyway, you can tell us. I, I understand. I
3: understand. Yeah. I pray for them. That's what I do. I pray yeah. for them. Let the Holy Spirit go pursue them because, you know, yeah. they need to have a focus in their life. That folks is Jesus Christ. They're not yeah. going to be wasting time beating up other people, hoping they get judged because they think that they're, they're misjudging them. And they think they need to be judged and stop. Well, God didn't call you to do that. Yeah. If God wants to judge one of those who are his in those positions, then he will do it. You yeah. run your race and do, be, do great things for God. Win the Let help people get healed, know him, read the word, don't leave the word out. Can't leave that word out. I was raised yeah. on You don't need to teach me yeah. the word, people. I was fed like baby food, the word of God. Good. And so I know the word. I know how to serve. I know how to love. I know how to live. I know how to help. I know how to honor God. And that is by loving others, even those you don't understand.
1: Yeah. So good. I want to talk about, because you talked about the word, and I just feel a little turning on this too. I want to. Uh, you know, I was raised in—I wouldn't call it a cult, but it was—you know—it was off. It was off base, you know. But I actually got a whole lot of scripture, and to this day, a lot of that scripture is still in me. Yeah. Um, there are people. Let's just going to use the word Mormons. They—they they, a lot of them know the scripture, and I'm not. What can, What would you say? I've just avoided this subject with you because I'm thinking, man, I don't want to be divisive. But are there Mormons that, to the best of their ability? Um, are serving Christ because they had they don't know any different. What 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 would you say about that?
3: I think um, in many different religions, we might as well just use that word. Um, <clears throat> I don't care for the word religious because I think yeah, Christians, I don't either. You know what I mean? In yeah. this day, especially, yeah. uh, I understand them using that if they're old school, meaning that's how they've always been forty, fifty, sixty years. They're going to go, but what they've learned back then, and back there was great. They had great things going back there. But, but people today, I think one of the biggest issues that the father has with the word is people are leaving parts of it out. Uh, and that does not help people by you changing the word because you don't understand it. You don't have the right to change the word. And I would, yeah. you know, I would just tell people, be very careful about doing that um, or taking it and twisting it because you're not helping people to know the true word of God. Yeah. But the father had those words put in his book. On purpose, so we yeah. know him, know who we are, know what days are coming, uh, what what things are about to happen, and I think a lot of the churches don't know almost none of this. <laughs> I don't think that they do, and I think some pastors are more more excited. Not all of them, but knowing we have this many people coming and we need to get more people coming. But are you changing their lives? Are yeah. you getting them so excited about Jesus Christ and the days were announced? Number one. Stop saying it's the end. The rapture rug's about to fly by and get you. That's not going to happen. <laughs> There's things in the Bible that the Father adamantly talked about. And Jesus, these will happen. These things will happen. And they haven't. And I know from the Father, this is what he said. I am not willing to give up any of the glory, any of the power that my son died for. So you all can walk in, the, in these days. So If you want to know what he thinks, he'd rather you be focusing on that and not trying to find things wrong with everybody, okay? He didn't make you Jesus. He loved you, that you are the father's son or daughter, okay? You are. He didn't make you Jesus to judge everybody out there, okay? The judgment seat of Christ will come one day, and we we know that the, the final judgment will come from the father on his throne. But in these days, you need to care. You need to care. You need to love. You need to help everywhere I go, I'm always encouraging people, even if I don't know them, I just walk up and start talking to them. The pink hair helps, by the way. Maybe you should try it. You haven't yeah, seen. it's a
1: good we conversation. starter.
3: came to get some highlights in their hand, I promise you, if people will be drawn and they can share Jesus Christ. Uh, that's a that's, that's the marketing plan Father has for me. You don't have to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, you know, one thing I like about that is it shows that God is not opposed to marketing, (laughs) even in the body. He likes attention-getting things, right?
3: Yes, he does. He really does do that. He really does like it. He does. Even Christ was different from other people when he was on the earth. He wasn't the same as everybody. He was captivating. He was exciting. Uh, The words He spoke would turn hearts. And they didn't even know who he was at that time when they met him and walked with him. Their hearts burned within them. That's what happens when you get revelation. It burns. Truth burns in you and makes you want more of the truth. So if you want to run after something, how about truth? Truth okay. is a great thing because the truth will make you free. Great.
1: So, so good. All right. Margaret is asking this question about Malachi 310. It says see if I will not open to you the windows of heaven and pour out such a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. That's in the tithing um, thing in Malachi 3.10. Yeah. It says, does this mean literal windows of heaven? Like are there literal re- windows? Are there windows the Father can open or pour out blessings? So they're, they're trying to look at the heaven reality. Is there, some... there really
3: are windows. Okay. He really does have windows that he opens. And he does send things down. He sends things down to those windows. There's doors that open, windows that open, and, and really big things when they begin to happen. He's opened gates. Really? There's gates. I'm not talking about heaven's gates. You get know, I'm not talking about gates. Uh, they have a place where Jesus Christ is like CEO of heaven. There's a central station. That's what they call it. A lot of mantles are sent, blessings, rewards, uh, Suddenly. Uh, A lot of wealth is about to be given out in the body of Christ for the just and the righteous. Get that clear. The just and the righteous, not the unrighteous. Uh, So things are really about to start happening. And you'll start to see things happening everywhere, not just here and there, because of these days that we're entering into right now. But there are real windows of heaven. There's windows of heaven. And I've seen him pour out stuff in the spirit. And then lots of times, Holy Spirit will bring it down. Some of the hosts will bring it down. Sometimes they're baskets, huge baskets of blessings. Sometimes I see like, they look like golden seeds. And a lot of them are revelation that they come and throw into the people and into the meetings, into the congregation. They'll throw them into them and, and seed and seed into the hearts of the people, revelation from the Father.
1: What's up. Uh okay, you mentioned gates. I'm gonna skip a couple and then maybe come back to it. But Kimberly's asking, What about gates? This is from I don't know how long I've had this question, but she's asking, What exactly is meant by the gates of hell? What does this look like? So they're again they're looking for an actual reality. Are there gates of hell? Yes, and
3: I have been there so I can I can honestly tell you there are gates.
1: Okay, they don't
3: just look like plane gates, they have serpents on them, evil things (sighs) are twined around them. They have sentries that are so grotesque uh, outside those gates. And you don't want to be welcomed by them. them. But however, when Christ showed up, he showed up at the gates, people. He did. He left Abraham's bosom or paradise where Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob were kept. He preached the gospel to them. And for the first time ever, ever in the earth, Christ on his own went across the great abyss, passed over to hell. He had to show up at hell. He had to be there in hell. Uh, the Bible was very clear about that. And so was the father. And he shows up at the gate. Now, he, he knows what these gates are, okay? He knows what they are. And evil lives there. Wickedness lives there. Torture lives there. Horror lives there. Mm. And, and there's, there's all kinds of things inside. But the gates of hell are right before there's like a courtyard. And I'm not talking about a beautiful courtyard in any <clears throat> means of the word. I'm talking about implements of torture are right inside the gates that there you don't want to know what people do to you and he won't let me tell you right now but there are real gates and they have these evil looking serpents twined around them and and other oh. things that i'm not going to tell you right now but they really are there and i've actually sketched those the picture of the gates of hell i've given it to my artist who's drawing it as part of the movie <clears throat> as part of the movie on the resurrection of jesus christ where you actually see what it looked like when Christ showed up at those gates so there is a courtyard and there is um there is hell is a great expanse, but there are gates and that's where you enter into and out out of and that's where you're taken if you're going to die and live in hell you you fall down this big great abyss thing and then when you get there they'll come and take you inside the gate but but yes specifically that's just the way they've been made everything is a torture even the gates themselves torture really
1: man who Mm. wants to go there i can't you don't
3: want to go there and it's Uh -uh. real it is real it is real 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 people and those beings hate and despise everybody and if you ever were there if you were there i know mary Kay baxter i know she's up there enjoying herself in heaven now but but she did see also i didn't know she saw hitler's on a meat hook people i mean a real meat hook. that was his reward for doing all the stuff in germany murdering all the jews that was his reward Satan does not reward you for anything. You don't get rewards. You get tormented yeah. worse than the other. So I guess that is true. The even more evil you are, the more tormented you'll be. But you, there's Man. no reprieve. No reprieve. You're frozen or you're roasting in hell. That's the way it is. Hope kids aren't hearing this. Don't worry, kids. You're not ever going there. Make sure you tell people, I don't want yeah. Satan. Okay, he's a liar friar, and I don't want him.
0: Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to elijahstreams.com and click the donate today button.
1: That's good. That's good. All right. Julie Ask you've talked about seven spirits of God in the past. The seven spirits of God are primarily mentioned in the book of Revelation. What, I suppose it could be, who are these exactly? Have you seen them? And are these different, seven different beings with yes. eyes and okay, with yes. eyeballs and all? Okay.
3: Yes. And there now people think, well, it talks about the candlesticks. It talks about these different things. What are those? There's many different ways uh, a being in heaven can portray an image of something, although they are made a certain way. These seven spirits of God are seven spiritual beings who serve the father. Okay. Melchizedek is the father's personal high priest. He always has been. Melchizedek was not someone who lived a long time ago and died and and went to heaven. That's not who Melchizedek is. He had no father, no mother, no beginning or end. But no man can figure that out in their head. Well, you got to be born somewhere. No, you don't. Not with the father. So there's things that were situated and placed before the earth was made, like like the living creatures that are around the throne. There's four that stand each side of the throne. They're facing the father and the son. Uh, and then there's two more of these living creatures holding up the arms of the father's throne. And they each have four heads. So if you think there's not strange, wonderful things in heaven, you better go back and read the Bible. And these two beings, these two living creatures that hold up the throne, they move into the throne. And I've been there when the wheel within the wheel, it's like a gyroscope. With eyes will come out of these living creatures, and that is what moves the throne. This is what moves the throne from these creatures. It says the spirit of the creature. And so there's things you don't really understand. You probably won't go there, but I happen to be taken a lot. So he, he explains it to me, but I keep telling you, I'm like I'm eight. So he doesn't give me a lot of things that are hard to understand. Your eight year old would only understand certain things, uh, but I certainly understood when he said, I'm going to show you the three in one. And he caught me up, and there's the Father, there's the Son, there's Holy Spirit. And Jesus gets up and steps right inside the Father. There is no beginning or end. Inside of him is not human body parts. He is God. He he carries time itself. So if you step in him, you wouldn't see that. You'd see the river of life. You'd see gemstones everywhere in there. The beauty and the splendor. You'd see the life, the spirits of those living that, that God has not sent yet to the earth to be born. It's a powerful place. Then the Holy Spirit goes in. And the father stands there and he says, so simple to me, like an eight-year-old. Look, now we're the three in one. And there are people who think our God has three heads because they can't understand that scripture. That's what revelation does. They can, stay, they can go inside of each other. Jesus said to his father, people who don't like me don't like it when I started quoting scripture. Jesus said to his father, you and me. And he meant that. And me and you, and he meant that. Yeah. That's exactly what you can do in heaven as a spiritual being. They have the ability to step inside of each other. That's why I easily understood when the father went where there was nothing, nothing. The word and the father created together. The father spoke it and the word made it. So I'm not saying two different things, okay? But the father, he took his, took him. They went where there was nothing. The father said what he wanted. The word stepped out and he made it because there's nothing that's been made that was not made by the word he was with god and he was god too because he's part of the trinity and they worked together to create everything that's why his name was the word because he took what the father said and that's what how creation happened yeah. that was just free for anyone who ever wanted creation. yeah
1: my relationship with the lord got more profoundly good when i just fully grasped there's three beings god the father God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and they are in, in absolute equality at yeah. one with another, and yet they have distinct jobs, if we use human terms, jobs, yeah, descriptions. I think the or, way
3: they operate, because he yeah. says, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. That word likeness to the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit means how they operate. Yeah. Let's make man in our image and let them operate like we operate.
1: And on these beings, Um, for lack of human language, again, do they each kind of have different temperaments and or personalities, depending on how you define those? Like, does the Holy Spirit have a personality that's distinctly different than Jesus' personality? I mean, how would you describe those three, just on the surface?
3: I would say the Father, of course, I always tell people He is love. And I always see Him as my Father, as the Father, as a child seeing His Father. So, of course, you're going to be in love with him. He's so yeah. amazing. And the ways of love and glory that come from him, and he can take you places and show you things. And yeah. he loves to do that. Jesus Christ is a, I'm not going to make him seem less, but I will just say that he is a character. He really? Is character. He is so powerful as a king. I've seen him as a king of glory with fire in his eyes. I've seen him fierce against the enemy. I've seen him as our king. He is a king of kings. He means that, okay? And what he's here now, what he's doing now, back and forth, back and forth, is he's warring with the host of heaven against things that are trying to do things to us. That's what he does. That's who he is. He is our king. He is our Lord, but he's also king. But besides that, he has got a very funny side to him. And I'm telling you, he has wit. Uh, You can't outwit him because you're never going to win. He's got the greatest wit. He loved to tell stories because his father did, and he loves to do that. So, And he wants to see how human reactions are just by saying one word to them, and he wants them to think about what is that word. And he'll even do that in heaven. He'll say to one word, and he's just wanting to see what you think about that. I like that. So he has a totally different personality. But I tell you what he does love. He loves to ride. He loves to ride his horse. He loves sweets. This is another side that is a... Probably got even greater when he came down and lived as a human on the earth, even though he was God. He loved parties. He loved weddings. He loved honey. He loved sweets. He loved dancing, like the Hebrew kind of dancing, you know, that's what I'm talking about. He loved that celebration. He loves to celebrate. This is Jesus Christ. And people love to be with him. And then Holy Spirit, like the wild person. He is the drama king. And no matter where he shows up, there is going to be drama. unexpected, Love Love Unimagined it. things that will begin to happen. And he doesn't mind letting you be in the center of all of it. He doesn't mind. He's excited about baptism and fire coming. He's excited about the glory of God being carried around the earth. He is excited. And I have to say that's his number one characteristic is excitement. He's excited. He knows exactly what is to be done. He knows exactly how to make it get done. He takes people who would never do anything and talk them into doing things for God because he knows this is what needs to happen. But he celebrates. He loves showing up. He's like a showman. That's why he is called literally because it's what he calls himself, the drama king. We have the father king. We have Jesus, the king of kings, and we have the drama king that would be Holy Spirit. Uh, But they're all holy, all knowing. All omnipresent. They've been to the beginning and the end. They know what is going to happen. And they are excited about life right now. That's who they are. You can't outwit them, outmatch them, outpower them. There's no way it's ever going to happen. You just need There's to yield, You surrender. It says lay down your life and find it in Christ. is the greatest thing with your life you can do. And you'll do things that you never imagined you can do because they they empower you. You don't have your own power. Stop saying that. Stop saying when I get my power, you don't got no power. You only (laughs) have what allows you to carry. It's his. It is all his, people. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And he's not giving it to Satan or the left or the liberals or the evil people. They've already written down what's going to happen. And you know what's going to happen? What they say is going to happen is what is about to happen.
1: That's good. Really good, cat. Okay, I think I know how you might answer this, but I don't think I've ever asked this to you. Uh, of you. Do the heavenly, this is Shelly, do the heavenly hosts rest and play on the Sabbath? Now, I actually don't know, do they mean on earth? I suppose they might mean if there's Sabbaths on earth, or maybe they mean in heaven. I don't know, but first of all, let's go to heaven for a minute. Does the heaven keep Sabbath?
3: I think that God made the Sabbath for the earth to yeah. make sure we took a break. Yeah. I really do because he Good. did. That's why he made it. And yeah. yes, he wants it kept holy so you don't die young. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things people can add and, and embellish. And I'm not saying that they're, they're even wrong because it's important to, to live holy. It's yeah. important to honor honor God, honor what he's planned, honor what he's done. It's very important and to be grateful. He said to me one time, people just are they're almost never grateful. And he said it would make my heart glad if they started to be grateful. So please try to be more grateful than you are for anything. Uh, but I can tell you that it blesses the heart of God when, when, now I know the stuff, we know the things that were created in the day that the Jews were given to follow. That doesn't mean they were all wiped away because the new covenant, I got to go there, the new covenant, is what God has made for the believers for the Christians to follow the new covenant. In other words, you don't have to become a Jew. You don't have to have those things done. You don't have to. And I'm not saying if you if you really want to, I'm not saying that's even wrong, but 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 back in the day, and I can tell you, Peter and Paul probably argued about this a lot. They did, because the Jews knew what was told them to do. Well, Bob wasn't one. He he was trying to share with you. Okay, this is a new time on the earth. We believe in Christ. And this is the new covenant that's been established. And so we follow the new covenant. I think, I do know this, the Feast of the Tabernacles is celebrated that's, in heaven.
1: That's in heaven, and it says that. That is in, the
3: one thing I saw celebrated. I yeah. don't think because they don't really have a Sabbath up there.
1: Yeah, well, that's the thing. A, well, there's nothing that in the time. Word. You know, I've I heard it.
3: the Sabbath, it says the Sabbath, actually said the Sabbath was made for man. It actually says yeah. that in the Bible. Yeah. Okay, it was made for man. So they could stop, enjoy their life, take a break, honor God, take time to speak with him. I think it's a beautiful thing. But time is not counted by days of the week and months, not in heaven. I know God has plans in his word about these certain times that will come on the earth. But God does things by events. Uh, The only way you count anything in heaven is by events in heaven. Uh, So I haven't necessarily seen that doesn't mean it's not. He is what he's taken me to see and to share. I've not seen people specifically say we have to honor the Sabbath. You know why people? Because he's there.
1: Well, you know, Jesus is talking. They're, they're trying he's to confront him. About,
3: in heaven.
1: <laughs> they were confronting Jesus about keeping the Sabbath. And he said, my father is always working, you know, and the son of man is working. I don't know if you remember that passage, but he was saying, you know, God's always busy doing what God does. God's always working. Um, he you know, the Sabbath was made for man. And it's all of that. So this person's asking about a spiritual being. Do they keep a Sabbath? Well, they're busy people that don't need a day of rest, I guess. I don't know. But you have talked about R&R with the angel. I would
3: say he's you're busy, but you don't get weary. You don't yeah. get tired. You're not going to yeah. soar. Not that kind of a thing. Yeah. But it's always good to stop and take time to relax, to enjoy your life with your family, especially a time to honor god but the sabbath was made for man because christ wasn't with them yeah christ is the sabbath he's in heaven you honor he him is. all the time you love him all the time you spend time with him all the time i think that's probably why they don't there is no monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday saturday but there is none well happen. yeah i
1: mean there's a one that came up under that system where a sabbath was crucial even for salvation i was taught you yeah. know yeah, you know they. Seven, I do
3: not he, see why they would have to celebrate the Sabbath. His name is Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah, well, that's that was what me. I was going to say. He, you know, everything is well. He needs rest. You need rest. You need rest. And Jesus yes. came along and said, "Come unto me, you that are heavy laden. I will give you rest." You know, he yes. was he made himself that. So that's why I want jumped on that real quick because you said now, he is the I Sabbath.
3: people who celebrate the Sabbath, right? And the Sabbath. That's I right. Think God honors you and thanks you for recognizing that. As a holy thing in your life, I really do know that He honors people who recognize Him and honor Him for what He has asked for people on the earth. But in heaven, He's there with you.
1: Yeah, He is Uh, the yeah.
3: The Sabbath is a symbolic thing of God. It just is. You honor Him. You honor what He's given you for the week, what He's done for you. You stop and take and thank Him. Make sure you get rest for your body. Because in heaven you don't rest at all for your body. Yeah. So I don't see why there would. I don't see why you would have to celebrate the Sabbath as a Sabbath. Uh, yeah. There's not days and weeks up there, and yeah. you have Him with you all the time.
1: Yeah, He is a rest. So, all right, I think that's our time for today. That's okay, Cat, right. uh, talk about um, anything you want to talk about your your website. It's catcur.com. let talk about what's at catcur.com.
3: Yeah, catcur.com. Was a second website he had us add, Revealing Heaven. That just happens to be the name of the book. So that's what we called our website. So you could identify with that book. Of course, we have a lot more than that book. We have book twos written. I'm still working on book three. I can't promise you when it's going to be done. It's going to be powerful. It'll be bigger than one or two. 25 revelations and illustrations of heaven, of time, are going to be in that book. Very powerful thing. Yeah. But, but, um, catcur.com was a way to identify the spirit realm, share revelation about the spirit realm, train you how to speak and pray for your family, and your loved ones. There's a lot of interviews on there. Um, a lot of things are said on catcur.com and we're going to be adding more all along with that. And so the Father calls it. It's a spiritual platform to say whatever he wants to. I have to agree that's what catcur.com is. And it's the only place you can actually give to me online. There is no other place. On the earth, you can give it to me online Except go to catcur.com. Click on the treasure. If you want to support heaven's plan that he has for us, I'm so grateful for people who've done. This. We've had quite a few people doing it for a while now, and I'm excited. I'm really excited, and I thank God all the time for y'all. Um, but revealingheaven.com is where um, our store is. That is the father's. Uh, the father's decided how to do all of this. I didn't choose any of it. He told me what to call the book, how many books to write, what to put in the books. And then he shared with me to reveal things on heaven, on the earth, by creating products that people could buy, own, walk on, listen to, watch, wear. So this is about to flood this marketplace a lot. Wonderful. He said, I should have more than hell does. This is a father. (laughs) I should have more out there than hell does. So go create a way.
1: (laughs) That's good. That's really good. Okay, uh, quick reminder, uh, everyone, that we're going to have. I'm going to ask if you'll pray for a second, Kat, but before we do that, a quick reminder that Elijah uh, Elijah streams tomorrow is with Amanda Grace. I haven't been on with her for a while, so that'll be good. So, Kat, whatever God gives you to pray right now would be awesome.
3: Father, I thank you for this beautiful day, and everybody should start every morning by saying that, regardless of what's going on in the world, you know, the world doesn't, doesn't care you. The world doesn't really care about you. The Father loves you. He loves you. The Son loves you. Holy Spirit loves you. Start your day when you open your eyes and just say, "Ah, Father, I just love you. I love uh, my King Jesus. I love Holy Spirit, my best friend. And I call him that. I said, thank you for this glorious day. I ask for and receive grace for abundant life. I receive that right now. And then I bind to my soul the love of God, the life of God, the plans of God, his will, his way, his creativity, his excitement, his expectancy for the earth right now in this time. Those things I will bind to my soul that I might know you and love you more. In Jesus name. Amen. And Father, thank you for joining everybody out there. The more you believe he is real, Jesus Christ, the more real he will become to you. If all you ever do is repeat what everyone else says about him or assumes he is or doesn't care what he is, why don't you say what is real to you about him? Because he will become more and more real to you. You're building it in your soul. Why not share those things and bring hope to people and life and joy and celebration? Because when you fill yourself with him, guess what you're giving out? You're giving out him. In Jesus' name, so be it.
1: Amen. Amen. Kat, thank you so much. God bless you, everyone. Thank you. Tomorrow's Amanda Grace, same time, same place. Bye. We'll see you all later. Bye bye.
0: This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on YouTube, Rumble, and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Click the link in the description to become a partner today.